0: So anyway, Adam, obviously we just quickly talked off camera then. How have you found um since COVID's been, how have you found coming back into the gym setup and that?
1: Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, COVID was uh was, I'm sure a lot of a lot of your guests have mentioned, COVID was very different in terms of like doing a lot of Zoom um sessions with people. Um, and that was good because obviously you were able to keep keep going and and uh keep helping people. Um Kind of, I don't know. I suppose since since COVID's finished, I know it's still going about, but since the lockdowns are finished, um, it's not been a lot different for me, to be honest. Um, I was lucky that a lot of my clients um, stayed with me, uh, managed to pick up a lot of uh, new clients as well. Um, In terms of like the gym environment. I think people are just back to normal now, to be honest. Um, Obviously, you still get, you know, some people that, you know, might wear a mask or whatnot. But in terms of of business, um, I used, like like you were mentioning before, um, just before we had a chat, um, about kind of using lockdown to get into podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like my business went from this kind of level to, you know, kind of skyrocketed, really, because I used that time to improve my business, improve my service. Um, improve how it could help people um so for me I know I know obviously code was was really bad um for a lot of people but for me in terms of business wise it was it was really good um so since since going back into that kind of gym environment um to be honest firstly I was happy to stop doing zoom sessions I know we're on zoom but I was quite happy to stop doing them but um but yeah for me it's 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 back to normal now and actually um gone from strength to strength really so yeah kind of not glad COVID happened, obviously, but um, it was nice to have that time to be able to, to you know, progress.
0: Yeah, I think, like, obviously, with myself, I've had to restructure. Obviously, just talked before we came on, well, how my business has changed and that, because I've always, well, for many years now, I've always had staff. So I'm, It's kind of, like, really going back to being self-employed again. I mean, like I said before, I, I do have um, Dan, who's a great trader, just to, Trying to get him to do more sessions at the moment because of his other commitments is a little bit difficult at the moment. So, But, yeah, it's opened my eyes. Obviously, I've started the Fairly Fitness podcast, which I'm really enjoying. You know, this is a bit of a, like a, a side hobby, but hopefully I could grow it into something a bit more.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm obviously having to look at the aspects of trying to train people online, not the Zoom way of doing it, but kind no, mean, no. um, be out there for people as an accountability and setting up programs for what they can do and um, wherever where they're based, if it's at home or in their local gym. So, yeah, that, that these are the things I'm having to work on. But, yeah, it, it's probably given a lot of people the time to look at their business and remodel it. Because, like I say, in lots of ways, has come back to normal to a degree. I, I agree. But, you know, speaking, doing this now with a few other people, we've all had to change certain things and some things have been a lot more positive than others and and some things have been negative but I think the fact that we all continue to to grow is is really good bloody hell we just had a health pandemic for Christ's sake (laughs) you know if that wasn't a bit of a knock on the door for some people because the people that were majority affected by COVID and that were people that were not in the best health or fitness state really so that's probably giving people a little bit of a drive to get into keeping themselves fit and that. Yeah. Well, so obviously, Adam, you've got, I know from your previous, that you've got a background in football. Was that yeah. something that brought you into this kind of space, doing fitness and that?
1: It was, yeah. I mean, um, I've, I've played football, all, well, i would say all my life, not since I was like, um, not not coming out of my mum's womb or anything, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe edit that bit but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah since i was very young i like, always loved football and um, got into uh playing football um for a team in, in southport um and then got into crew Alexandria's academy when i was about i think i was 10 um and then went basically all the way up through till uh, professional uh, crew um and then went to play in for uh, semi-professional for Witten Albion and then Fleetwood Town as well which then became professional as well but um unfortunately I had to retire at the age of 23 um so I'm 35 now probably don't look it but I mean I'm, I'm 35 um I'm well. cheers mate <laughs> and, and yourself um and yeah unfortunately I had to retire at 23 due to mental health issues um and kind of the physical um problems that came with that so um mainly anxiety and ocd based um so a lot of people kind of think ocd is kind of like being neat and tidy but it's it's more to do with um fears and um and and stuff like that very very much kind of a strain of anxiety um but that was quite chronic and bad probably started at the age of like 16 um, and started to affect me physically in the sense of like low energy levels um just couldn't really what i wanted to do on the football pitch but managed to carry on until i was about 23 Um, and then it got to a point where i just couldn't physically do my job anymore and then also like mentally i just i couldn't really i wasn't in the right space to do it um so i had to retire at 23 with the intent that i wanted to get back into at some point but unfortunately never never got to a point where I could do um but yeah like on after after leaving football that was always something i thought about because i'm sure you're probably the same but like um it almost feels like a natural fit you know like sport and and pt and it almost feels like a natural fit but that doesn't mean that you're going to be good at being a pt just because you played football um but it was something that i wanted to do but never felt up to doing the course just because the mental health still wasn't in a great place um but luckily i met um i met a, a ocd specialist um online around about i think about five years ago um and he kind of changed, changed my life really in terms of like helping me deal with um, OCD quite a lot better um, and also like encouraging me to really start thinking about a career and thinking I could do something. Um, whereas before, I just didn't think I could do a job because my mental health was that bad. I was just working part time in different different jobs. Um, so basically, yeah, got got over the space of a couple of months uh, about five years ago, got quite a lot better in a short period of time. Um, and then decided to go for the PT course. Um, and as you know, like the uh, the PT courses are quite not that hard to do. No. Are they? I mean, they should be a lot harder. And I think I think probably getting that way now. But even now, like you can you can probably qualify within I don't know two weeks doing an online course. I don't I don't know the yeah, exact. Can,
0: know. We had uh, Mike Warder who does. Um, he works for uh, Origin Gym. Yeah, There's, um online PT courses and that. And I think yeah. I think he said you could do one in four weeks if you wanted yeah.
1: to. It's something like that, isn't it? So I, th- I think a lot of them are good. I know I know Mike's one's good because um I know someone that did did his course um and it wasn't it definitely wasn't two weeks, it was it was a bit longer than that. Um so yeah, did did the course, um, did it part-time weekends. Um initially just thought I'll do the level two, so which is just the the gym instructor one, but then got the bug for Got the bug for it. Always wanted to do the level three as well, but just thought I'll do the level two because that'll be something manageable. But then um did the level three, got some confidence, um, and qualified. Yeah, qualified as a PT within, I think it was within a couple of months, part-time. Um, and at that point, yeah, I was uh I was buzzing like that. I'd got the qualification, ready to go. Um, and then kind of got a job at Pure Gym in uh in Denton in Manchester, um, which was a bit of a drive, but it was kind of the one of the first jobs that i went for um so i thought it it's really good experience um but again quickly realized that the uh the, the qualification doesn't really set you up for life as a pt in terms of very little kind of about nutrition very little about um different um kind of methods within exercise behavior change um working with with clients business side of it so as you, as you know there's a You know, being a PT, there's there's a lot to it. It's not just the exercise. It'd be great if it was, but you've obviously you've got to market yourself. You've got to run a business. Um, So yeah, definitely didn't don't feel like it set me up for that. But that's something that I'm sure you've done as well. You kind of learn on the job, but also with further education. You know, whether that's listening to podcasts or doing further courses. so that's something that I've managed to do and, and going back to lockdown, that was something that really helped doing courses in lockdown and, and further, you know, improving myself. Um, and then basically, um, it was actually my mum that, um, saw the job where I'm currently at in, um, on the ocean plaza, the Ever- Everlast. Uh, it was, it was DW back then, but saw the job open there. And it was obviously ideal Southport just around the corner. Um, cause I'm still living in Southport, but driving to Manchester every day. Um, so went for that job, got the job. Um, and I've been there, I think, three and a half years now. Um, so so yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of my long story, I suppose.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that's a lot of people tend to get into personal training. You know, a lot of people tend to have a sporting background like yourself or could be the fact that they've been going to the gym and fell in love with the gym environment, like being in the gym. And they've left the kind of office job to become a personal trainer. And everything you said there is what you kind of go for anyway, really. I mean to be fair, even if you did like a, a six-month or a year or two course when you you know personal training course, you're never really gonna become good as a personal trainer until so you actually do the actual yeah. job. And I think that's an every every career. I think once you start working with people I've said it many times on on podcasts. I've said to people that you can look and and know how to train. It's actually how I'm to to work with that individual. And that becomes over in time with experience. You know, I I don't get phased by whoever I train, no matter what background they've got. I always feel like I can bring something to them that will help them in a way, even if they're quite advanced. Just because longevity in in the industry, the longer you do I mean – God, I've been in the industry since I was 18 and I'm 41 on Saturday. So I've yeah. been in it for, for a long time. So, and I'm still learning to this day. I still, I still listen. And this is why, one of the reasons I do the podcast, I just listen to other people and find about their background, what they do and stuff. And I can, you know, educate myself. And then hopefully I could educate other people while we do this.
1: Yeah.
0: But also, you know, I still listen to uh, audio books and fitness and, been really enjoying the the disney channel with uh, the national um Geof- uh, Ge- geographic with um chris Hemsworth from the limitless oh. obviously but get i'm not old at 41 but as you get older and, and you've got a young family like we spoke before you you get more into your longevity so you've got your okay. kids now and you want to be around when they when they have grandchildren so i'm very much looking into that space i know a bit about that space from self-taught but you know, it's been interesting learning little elements from that programme that I kind of knew about but goes a little bit more in depth. So you're always constantly learning all the time. Yeah, and yeah. when you're working with people, you work with different individuals, you you understand people. And I'm sure I think the most biggest challenge for personal trainers sometimes when you're coaching people is you sometimes <laughs> have people that are very unculturable where – the technique can be not be great and it's very very difficult and it's about learning the patience and the, the all rounded approach of how to to work with that particular client yeah. and then you can have clients that are very good when it comes to their physical exercise but completely crap when it comes to the outside world the the, yeah. the the nutrition their lifestyle is so poor that no matter how well we work in the gym so we can correct that and it's also getting into their psychic and understanding and um, how they tick and trying to make them to make small little changes on the outside in the lifestyle that will help impact the results from what we're doing from the inside.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that's, that's coaching, isn't it? That's um that's, I think where the kind of people used to think PT is, you know, just a PT session and that's all you get Um or that that's all you do. Um and you get beasted and, and kind of, as long as you leave sweaty, um, then you, you've done your job. I think that kind of the way it used to be seen is kind of, it's kind of long gone and there's in, in you know, like organizations like lift the bar. We heard, heard of lift the bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and people like that, um, helping to like, you know, educate personal trainers on kind of all, all different sides of it. So like, as you mentioned, the coaching side of it in terms of during the session, every, every client's going to be different, different ability levels, but also different ways in which they learn, um, um, different motivation levels, different, um, outside the gym, there's going to be people struggle with different things. Um, so it's, it's trying to get the best out of, out of your client in terms of, you know, meeting them where they're at. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, one size doesn't fit all in terms, in terms of that, in terms of that sense anyway. And, and that's why I still love the, uh, one to one kind of in face, uh, um, in person kind of face to face coaching. Um, because obviously online has gone massive, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, and, and that's something I'd kind of like to, to pick up a few more kind of online clients and kind of go that way. But I don't think I'll ever not do one to one training because it's something that I really enjoy. I enjoy the banter with the clients, or I enjoy um, seeing clients kind of get a certain movement. Or, and there's for me, there's always going to be clients that that need that kind of face-to-face element even if they do sessions outside of of PT sessions whether that's using an app um to follow a program along I still think some people do need that accountability once a week or do need that um that structure and that kind of in-person kind of coaching um and and some people might only need that for a short amount of time but some people need that long term um and you can kind of hopefully get someone to a place where they become more autonomous and more internally motivated where they they can do it more on their own. But again, some people might still want that, that face-to-face once a week or once a month. And, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but as you, as you mentioned, I think, I think it's, you know, knowing that we're all different, every, every client is different. And that's why I think I like to offer different, different services um, to help lots of different people. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Yeah, I'll always do it face-to-face. It's my my preferred way of doing it. I understand the online training um, model, and it's something that I'm looking at getting into because I feel like the expertise and skills I've learned over the years, I'll be able to help a lot of people with that. The type of program system that I use, I use my PT hub, which is very much driven to the online training side. But no, 100%, I think people, there's a lot of people out there, and I do think that there's more... People out there, that would rather have the face-to-face service. Yeah. You know, I always talk about accountability. I think people want to have someone that they can account on. So I always say one of my greatest pass-down sort of trainers to become successful as a personal trainer is to be accountability. Make sure you're there for their appointments. Make sure that you have a schedule in place because it needs to become part of their lifestyle. Yeah. And if it becomes a part of the lifestyle, say they have a session on a Tuesday, Thursday at ten o'clock, that you're there. There's a program in place, and there's a there's a goal. Even though we're just making these little goals, or the goal stays the same, but the fact is they've got someone there that will, is basically willing to train them, speak to them. Because I always say, as a personal trainer, you become like a bit of bit of everything. Really, you become a bit of a life coach, not in a way right. of telling them what to do in life and stuff, but from hopefully from a fitness side and just keeping them accountable.
1: Um, counselor, definitely be a counselor. Counselor,
0: yeah, like from the mental mental health yeah. side. You know, obviously, probably the experience that you've had probably would help you a lot with clients that do suffer on that side where you yeah, could, you, you understand that because you've been through that and you can coach them the way that you've coached yourself and, and be able to help them that way. So, yeah, yeah. You, you use all these natural life skills that, you pick up yourself and, and, you, and you pass on to other people and and yeah. they help. So, yeah, I do think, in, I mean, I, I've been saying the last few weeks, actually, talk about reinventing yourself and that. I, I don't like being classed as a personal trainer, me personally. I like to be classed as a, I don't know, a, a health coach or yeah. health consultant, someone that's there that helps you to keep, keep accountable to making sure that you're not just looking after your physical side, your body, but mentally and everything all there, making sure that, you know, I wanted to talk about this on a separate podcast, but I, I say a personal trainer, a good one, can be, or health coach, where you want to look at it, can be just as important as a GP. And the reason why I say that is we're the stopgap before you go to see a general practitioner. Now, obviously, we, we can't do anything if you've got tonsillitis or anything, <laughs> then type of symptoms and that. But when I talk about things like, you know, going on to high blood pressure tablets, going on to cholesterol tablets, becoming diabetic type 2, you know, if you have someone there that's accountable, that can help you and guide you in fitness, nutrition, mental health and all them type of things, then it will stop you having to rely on your GP. Yeah, it should probably be a big thing this day and age. It's bloody hard work trying to get a GP appointment. It is,
1: isn't it? Yeah, no, it really is. But no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think um, almost, almost seeing it as like, um, you know, like we have, we go for appointments with a GP. We might have appointments with, um, I don't know, whatever it might be, um, diff- different health related. Like a dentist? Dentist. Yeah, good good example. Dentist. I was going to say hairdresser, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> off no, <for> me now. No, <laughs> no. <not you. laughs> um but um but yeah I think it's something that's really gonna um I think you know there's nothing wrong with with thinking that you need that accountability or 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 thinking that um because I think some people feel maybe a bit like oh I should be able to do this on my own um why why do I need to get a personal trainer um well there's nothing wrong with like you know people have accountability in lots of different areas of life and um, we're all humans at the end of the day. So obviously we want to help people get to a point where they don't need us yeah. but, um where they can do it on their own. But at the same time, they might, not everyone's going to get to that point, as I mentioned before, but also some people might still just like training with us and like the the feel of it. And also like you are going to get an extra 10, 20% out of someone in a PT session than you would on, on your own like if you, if you If I trained with you for a session, um like I trained this morning, but you'd get more out of me than I would on, on my own because it's just it's just it's just a fact of life that you're you know, I've you're gonna be able to push me more than you can on your own. Cause when you're on your own, easier to leave one or two reps um in reserve. Um so there's that side of it as well. But in in terms of what you mentioned about the the actual name for a personal trainer, um I personally don't mind being called a PT at the minute. I might when I'm your age, but I don't I don't know. But um Yeah. I get, I, co- I completely understand what you mean. I think, I think, I don't think personal trainer really kind of encompasses the whole, the whole role, does it? Because I think as you meant, like a health and fitness coach probably does because that kind of, um, can get you like nutrition side of it, the coaching, the habits, um, the mindset. Whereas I think when you, you hear the word personal trainer, obviously it's in the name, isn't it? Trainer. Um, yeah. and you think it's just the exercise. Um, Whereas, as you said, our job is far more than just that. We've got to look at the whole person. We've got to look at the nutrition. And obviously not every client needs help with nutrition or whatever. But um, I think it's our job to help try and get them into a place where they can move forward um, and make it a part of the lifestyle. So, it's, yeah, it's not just about about the training. Definitely not.
0: Yeah, I mean, that you're right there. I mean, obviously some clients, you know, quite a lot of clients are today. It's more than they think about it. For maybe one, I think every single one of them, my job was to just to train them, um, yeah. And in some particular clients, it could be a case of a bit of counseling and a bit of um, give them some kind of positive feedback on, on the nutrition, lifestyle, how they should approach um, certain things. Obviously, like obviously, we're coming up to like Christmas, you know, people are a bit worried about. Eating and well some people are not worried about eating and drinking too much but you know how can how they can combat that so just giving them just like a little bit of advice what my advice is on things like that is to say like if you're going out on a christmas night out tomorrow night and you're going to be eating and drinking and you're worried because you're trying to get yourself on um on a, a deficit to, to lose weight in this time of year which would be quite difficult but or you don't want to over excess i just say to people well I need to look at it if you can, maybe skip breakfast, maybe even skip lunch, skip a meal, because you know that you're going to consume a little bit more and just just give them little pointers, you know, where yeah. where you can stop people from overindulging at a time where it's very, very easy to overindulge.
1: Yeah, and that's that's where um treating each client like as a unique person. Yeah. Where that comes in because there's loads of tools like you just mentioned there, like intermittent fasting, which is essentially skipping breakfast, really. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, don't like to count calories, and that's absolutely fine. I I don't I've never counted calories myself, um, but have I'd obviously advised other people to. Um, and there's lots of different tools that we have as PCs that can help. Um, help those clients and you know the the goal might not be weight loss it it might be weight gain or building muscle whatever it might be um so just having lots of different tools and treating each person as a unique person rather than you hear a lot of um kind of people just you know giving people a a calorie deficit and and that's and that's all the all they get rather than you know what do you what does this person need they might be they might have a really busy family life um, work life and just counting calories as an extra job on top of that
0: yeah.
1: and it's just like stressing them out um and it just doesn't work for them um so i think it's just having lots of different tools in your toolbox um to help individual clients but again uh, you know nutrition nutrition is, is a tricky one isn't it it's 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 probably the hardest the hardest thing to change 24 uh, 7 thing that's why 24 <laughs> 7 yeah especially me at the minute <laughs> um but it's 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 definitely the hardest thing to to change because it's not it's not just about the food. There's there's people that you know eat, eat you know emotionally eat or eat because of the board or work life, um, social life. So it's a hard it's a hard thing to change. Um, so that's why for me I like to have a, a more of a kind of flexible approach and um, try and help people change habits and change the lifestyle kind of long-term obviously there's a time and a place for short term um and sometimes losing weight at the start can can be quite motivating and help people stick stick with the plan um but yeah for me like building habits and, and making it something that you can stick to A kind of long term is usually the best approach i'd say for for most people um but again it it just depends on on the individual so that's why kind of treating each person and getting to know each person's um personality kind of likes dislikes family life all that kind of stuff that's where where that becomes really important i think
0: oh definitely yeah yeah. you you just got to find what works for that client and that like i say you know You've got to look at the long-term thing. That's what I always say to clients, you know, if that means they're going to be long-term with you or after, you know, you want to basically, when you take on that client, when they do leave you, they have all this natural knowledge. And some of my clients that I class as a great success are people that are not currently with me anymore, people (laughs) that have been with me and I've seen them um, out and about and they're still looking as great as when they left me, you know, because – i look at that client. God, I remember when she first came to me, and she was really struggling to lose weight, and you know she's lost that weight, and you know she's still not seeing me anymore, but she still lost that weight. So well, whatever we did in that period of time is is still happening, and she's yeah. doing that herself, and that that's the most important. Because yeah, like I say to people, also like a personal trainer or health coach, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it's just like a teacher. You know, you are teacher. the best teacher yeah. in the you world. If you don't listen to them. And you, and you don't do the homework, as I was may say, you know, you're not getting the results. But if you listen, and it's, it's down to that individual, like I say, you know, the, the, the ones that get results so that I can whack on things like social media, they, they all pretty much do the same type of thing. Yeah. The ones that tend to get the results is the ones that see it through, get on mm-hmm. with the program. It's not necessarily the program, but let just take on my advice, really. Yeah. The actual physically training people is the easy aspect of it all it's what they do outside is sometimes it's the hardest thing and the only person that can actually do that is themselves i'm not there 24 yeah. 7 to feed them and tell them yeah. how they should approach things so um yeah i obviously i see obviously on social media you do a lot of outdoor boot camps and that how's that going
1: that's really good i mean that's something that um Talking about COVID and stuff, that's that's something I introduced to my business during um during the lockdown. So obviously we couldn't train inside at one point. Um so I was tra- I was training a lot of people outdoors. Um and that that obviously that has its benefits as well, because you know, men- mental health-wise, getting outdoors in in the fresh air is really good for you. Um, but that's something I just decided to to add to my service, kind of trialed it to start with, kind of 20 summer 2020, I think it was um am just tried like an outdoor boot camp at victoria park um and that's just stayed going And it's something that i still do every saturday at 10 o'clock um up to this day and that hopefully will carry that on um for years to come but it's 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 kind of serves a few purposes but, but really it's 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 a product for people a service for people it's kind of a um it's not super expensive um People can jump onto it as if if they're training with me one to one as an extra, um, or people that you know don't want to do you know one to one personal training that they want to just um, do boot camp every week. It's it's obviously a lot cheaper, um, but also it's good for that kind of group training um, aspect where you're training with other people and get that camaraderie. Um, and like I said, outside is great. Even we, you know do it in the winter. We've had some really really bad weather when we've been doing it with you know in the in the piss and down rain and okay certainly. Um, in the freezing cold and just get your get your kind of waterproofs on um and you feel great afterwards um obviously i get cold because i'm not doing the exercises but you just you wrap up and it's fine but yeah that's been something that i've added to my business and really pleased that i did um always happy for new people to get involved and and it's a kind of pay-as-you-go kind of system got a booking system with it um so that's been something that, yeah, I've been you know delighted that I've uh, been able, able to add to my business.
0: Yeah, if anyone's watching this, I've had to uh, move out the kitchen and I've put the room in the washing machine yeah. now. I... <laughs> 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 it's just gone on. It's mad one now. Um, cool. Yeah, no, I, I used to do outdoor boot camps back um, yeah. in the day. And like I said, I know people really enjoy it. Obviously, you've got that group environment. Yeah. Some people like to do the one-to-one. Some people like to be in more of a group environment, you know, because yeah. that could be you get people like to work along with other people but also sometimes it could be a cost thing but also it's just some peoples prefer to work with other people and be part of uh, a, a part of a thing that's happening at the time they're all working towards the same goals obviously 100%. when you're doing an outdoor boot camp you're kind of all on the same level yeah you know depending on what equipment you can have yeah you might have some different types of weights and kettlebells but half the time you are doing body weight type of exercises you know it's a good way of moving yeah. your body getting getting fresh air And because to be fair i mean the reason why i probably hit on this more than anything with yourself is that i don't see many people doing it anymore now i know i used to do it back in the day just the way i run my business now i tend to be back to back so i don't get the opportunity to get out and about um as much as i used to but it's just something i don't seem to see as much these days
1: yeah, you don't. I mean, I see I see a few people online that I follow, but not, not a great many people are kind of in the Southport area. Um, and like I said, it was something that just happened because of, you know, COVID and was kind of forced into it in a way. Not Obviously, I was training people one-to-one and two-to-one outside, so I wasn't kind of forced into doing group training, but um, the outdoor element was kind of something that we were forced into. Um, and then... On the back of that, got all the equipment. So whether that's benches, portable benches, dumbbells, kettlebells, resistance bands, um, power bags, slam balls, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I've got absolutely loads of equipment now. Um, so it's something that just I enjoy doing. I found that people enjoy it. People enjoy and and when I when I like speak to people and um ask for reviews or testimonials or ask people what they enjoy, most of the time it's the fact that it's outside and it's it's in the fresh air, even in the winter um the fact that they're outdoors because a lot, obviously a lot of people don't get outdoors as much as as much as they like whether that's having an office job or or whatever Working from
0: home now seems to be a big thing now
1: doesn't it home yeah um and again that goes back to the online kind of coaching side of it i, I couldn't work from home all day i just couldn't do it um i just i, I don't know I, I just get i find motivation quite hard um work working from home so i like i like to be out um but i think it's something that people people enjoy um and like i said it's it's not something that um i do see a lot of um out and about around Southport, as you said but it's something that i'll definitely keep going with um because the the demand seems to be there so it's good no, i it's enjoy good. no
0: it's good it's good and it's good that yeah you, you know obviously our hometown Southport, that type of service out there for people to to jump on and
1: i think i think the good thing is that it's it's kind of catered for all all abilities and all ages um so obviously you can adapt exercises so for example a squat you you can do lots of different types of squats you can reduce the range of motion um core exercises you can do um if someone can't do a plank they might be able to do a dead bug or or something similar to that so um no matter what your age is or your ability level we always adapt it um and you just work to your ability so because each station is like a timed station you've not got to hit a certain amount of reps um different options for weights and stuff so um it works really nicely and 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 it's a really as as we mentioned before it's a really good um group dynamic and, and camaraderie so um that's something that i think people enjoy as well because we're not all the same. We're not we don't all like one-to-one. Some people really don't like one-to-one. Some people I know I know some people that don't like the thought of it being all about them yeah. um, and watching everything they do and critiquing their technique and stuff. So having different options in my service is something that I've built over the years. Um, you know, having one-to-one, two-to-one, small group PT, so up to four people, and then the boot camp, which is large group. Um, and then hopefully moving on to as you, as you said a bit of online as well so maybe a certain amount of slots per week for people just to follow a, a program um just caters for different people and different people's needs because not like I said not everyone needs or wants the same thing
0: yeah no no i think that's that's a good thing we can do in our, our industry i've always been a bit like that i've been i've done the the group pt inside not like before we came on not doing as much as that since uh, the pandemic really because I had a great, good clientele on there. obviously the group was one of the big ones that had to stop. at least with I tried to do some stuff online um, because the way I did my group training thing was a little bit like a group PT session yeah. um, rather than like any kind of class based so what you would do we'll, we'll work on a program that you're following on an app and it'd be two people working on a, uh, on a particular exercise and then you just work your way around and at the end we'll We'll probably do a bit of a, a hit circuit as I used to call. Yeah. And we've have obviously changed gyms, so we haven't got that kind of setup in the gym now, really. It's all probably going to be weight-based exercises and following like that. But just at the moment, currently, I tend to be doing the majority of the hours, it's trying to fit it in. But it's one thing that I always enjoyed and always know there was a different side of the market that would do that. Yeah. Like um way. I used to do like a bit of a boot camp. I call it a six week challenge where yeah. oftentimes People need to be put into some kind. Like we were saying before, some people need that um, that consistency way. So even it's just a six week little block, some people that be quite that be quite good to do six
1: weeks. Yeah, no, yeah. Some people like that kind of end end goal, don't they? Of
0: course they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, like all all the programs I tend to do with people that are twelve week plans, I go for a strength phase hypertrophy. I mean, most of them are based around hypertrophy, but then I'll do like more hypertrophy endurance, and we do twelve week phases, and we kind of change it and I'll put drop in different exercises um, everyone kind of works on that kind of uh, sure so. system with myself obviously I might have to bespoke a little bit more to certain individuals depending on the injury or certain circumstances and that so yeah no, but that's the great thing about industry we can look at different diversities of going online training outside uh, training inside in a group or one to one because everyone has their different things and the reason why I've done the podcast, I, I if you've been listening and watching, I've been talking yeah. to people that do Pilates, yoga, all sorts, and, and mixed martial arts. Last week with uh, Andy, you yeah. know, they, they all played a bit, and it's all fine and what what works and, that, and that, that. for me, there's no exercise that's not good for you. You know, anything that gets your body moving, exactly. uh, creates endorphins, is it, fantastic.
1: I agree, I think the um. I think the way people look at exercise sometimes can be just about, you know, um, losing weight or um, burning calories, whatever it might be. Um, obviously not everyone, but some people do. Um, but for me, like reframing it and, and thinking about the mental health, obviously I've been through my stuff, but a lot of people have struggled with and, and have struggled with anxiety or depression, whatever. So for me, the exercise is, is literally the best thing you can do, but... Yeah, it's kind of, it can be a bit of a a vicious, a bit of, get into a bit of a vicious cycle because obviously when you don't feel good and you, you don't feel like getting out, especially when it's cold, you don't really feel like going to the gym. But if you can remember how good you feel after a session, even write it down, like how you felt all the time, like how good you feel about yourself, you know, more confident, you think more clearly, you've got more energy for the rest of the day. Um and that can be that can be anything, like you said. It can be a Pilates session, it can be a weight training session, which obviously I I um I've got bias towards like strength training as as you have. Yeah. Um it could be a hit training, um, bike ride outside, a long walk, whatever it is. Um, if you just can remember how good you feel, because there's there's not many times where you don't feel good after training in some way, and you feel, you know. Um, and for me, like a big part of it is like since I had my little boy, he's he's two now. Um, one of the big reasons that I push myself to train, even when I don't want to, you know, trying to get at least three workouts, three, four body workouts a week, is just cause I want to be a better dad. I want to be, um, have more energy when I'm with him. I want to be more present when I'm with him. um, and yeah, just just like. But you thinking of the longevity, like I was saying. So when he's sixteen, you can play <laughs> footy with him and compete with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. it. <laughs> I so, yeah, I think when I get nearer forty, I might start thinking. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Not far up. But no, no, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Like, you don't you don't want to be, you know, when you when your little lad or your kid is is, you don't want to be able to not play football with him because you're out of shape or because you've got a bad knee because, um. You've not exercised for so long, um, because ina- inactivity is, is 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 pretty bad for you. So, um, for me, I think it's just about reframing um, exercise in certain ways and thinking about all the positives in terms of mental health, but also um, longevity, like you said. So, great for your bone health. So, for women, you know, once they're getting kind of premenopausal pre-menop- or postmenopausal, nothing better than you, that you can do for for your bone health um, than weight training um your muscles are gonna you're gonna maintain muscle mass in in your muscles your hormones are going to be balanced better um there's literally not one thing that you can that won't improve really through exercise weight training cardio whatever it is so for me looking at all that is you know is is kind of hopefully how people will start seeing exercise a bit more rather than just thinking about um using it as a tool to to lose weight um or whatever it might be, you know, it's it's kind of it is a bit of a, a miracle cure, isn't it? Exercise in terms of what the things that it can do. So
0: yeah, I mean like you say it it takes all them boxes. I mean a lot of people tend to go into personal training because they're looking for fat loss. I had a client just recently done a 12 week program and he hadn't been to a gym before. I and mean, he you know he's at that kind of age anyway where he if he hasn't done weights before and we start hitting the weights he'll probably bulk up and he he put on massive amounts of muscle, his strength range went off the roof, and he's done really, really well. And it's the first time for a while I've actually done a before and after where I'm actually taking someone that was in decent shape, but suddenly like more muscle bound. And yeah. you know, it was nice to be able to do a transformation of that, saying, like, you know, actually, we haven't just shrunk this person down, we've actually built them up. Yeah, because,
1: exactly. You know,
0: um, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, probably yourself, a lot of clients, yeah, we, we look at the fat loss, but we also forget about what the muscle gain is, and yeah. really you're seeing that muscle gain, you're seeing that leanness look of that because it's the client, but it's also a lot that's been um, contributed because of the muscle gain they, they, they put on, so really like uh, like most probably bios or personal trainer bios, you know, we're always looking about reducing body fat and increasing lean mass, and um but people tend to just look at the fat loss side of it all. But to get that, you need to build that foundation of, of muscle, especially yeah. as you get older. Because you know, a lot of case studies are now showing that from the age of 25, your body doesn't produce as much testosterone. Mm-hmm. So your percentage will stop dropping. So yeah. um obviously you can still gain and get stronger as you as you age and that, but as you get older, it becomes a little bit harder to to gain that muscle because testosterone naturally drops we can boost that by weight training, eating more protein and all them things. And that will help with what I mentioned before about the longevity state of it as well.
1: percent, And you can obviously reduce or, or kind of, um, delay the aging process. Obviously as you know, we're getting to a certain age now where like, like we, we spoke about before we start thinking about longevity and stuff. But, um, as you said, the body does naturally produce less testosterone. You, you lose muscle, um, as you get an old all that kind of stuff but we can delay that and we can um maintain where we're at by by maintain I mean, by staying healthy and staying active and and especially weight training so um yeah for me there's this um that's as, as good a motivation as you can get really and and kind of you're gonna just inc- imp- increase probably your the years that you've got in life and obviously we all want to live longer um, but it. also the quality of that life as well and being able to do stuff that you still do now. Yeah, I mean, that's what I say to
0: people. It's not always about living to a grand old age. It's also living quality life. You know, they exactly, yeah. like say you could get to 100 years of age, but if you spent 20 years in a bed, that's not quality of life. I mean, no, no. I always say to people, you want to be able to keep as much strength, mobility, flexibility, everything, fitness, as long as you can to your later years of life. So you're a of enjoying what we've got in life, you know what I mean? Because I think people forget, you know, how lucky we are to live in a world, you know, and to be live and to be able to do things.
1: 100%. And,
0: um, like I always say to people, your body is the vessel for it, so you've got to look after it, you know. It's like like I say, you know, like a car. If you've got a good car and you don't look after it and don't use it, it can sit there, get rusty and have a few issues with it. But if you keep it moving and look after it well, you'll get plenty of life out of it
1: no and it's, it's it's a good analogy the car one isn't it it really is a good analogy um and it, you can you can you can use that the same with nutrition about putting the, the right fuel in in your car you know same as like um petrol or diesel or whatever um so yeah there's there's you know so many benefits but at the same time it's is it's, it's understanding it's not always easy to start exercises. it's not always, always easy to for people to get going you know a lot of people do struggle with motivation or um mental health issues whatever it is so I think it's just the the best thing. One of the best things we can do is, is help people to get started, and then given and give them the right kind of environment and tools to to be consistent and to make it a habit, and to make and then for them to see all the benefits that they can get from exercise that we've just spoke about. Because um, you know, most people want to exercise, and most people want to feel better or want to have more energy with and with the kids and stuff. But um, for a lot of people, they just don't feel like they've got the motivation, or they just feel like too down to do it or they haven't got the time or whatever. So if we can we can create that environment for them to then see those all those results um and then make it something that they stick to long term and and ideally something they enjoy, that's that's the best thing we can do. And, and as as you mentioned before about seeing clients that have don't train with you anymore, but still, you know, keep doing what you advise yeah. you gave them, um, then we know we're doing a good job and we're affecting people's lives for the better. So um yeah I, it's, it's also about understanding it's not easy to to necessarily get into exercise people have got like different um a lot of people are intimidated by the gym I'm sure you've come across that yourself before about weight training um going in the free weights area um especially women women tend to have that fear sometimes I can't go into the free weights area of the gym because all the beef cakes are there and um I don't want to you know make a fool of myself um and and I said motivation is a big one for people as well. Like just oh, I don't feel like I've got the energy to go. But yeah, so I think it's understanding that people do have these issues and we're not saying that, you know, it's easy to make exercise a regular part of your life. But if we can and we can, you know, get people to that point, then the benefits are, are going to be huge.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you get a lot of them ones that, <laughs> Look, when they get in the gym they don't fancy it that day and they're like oh I struggle today and I don't know if I you know oh, I was going to cancel on you I don't feel it I and mean, as soon as they finish that workout they feel like oh I'm so glad I've come I feel so much better now yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's making sure you get them through that door, door and making sure that they understand the feeling once they've done it and how they feel
1: right. so Adam what's
0: the um, what's the best way to contact yourself then <laughs>
1: um, so obviously I'm on in- Instagram so Adam Warlow PT on Instagram um on facebook as well adam waller personal training um you've got a link in in my bio um so if you if you want to if anyone wants to inquire about boot camp or, or personal training um always happy to have a, a chat and uh we'll have a free consultation but but yeah um probably the best way is 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 is, is instagram or, or facebook i'd say um you'd like i'd like to share a little bit more on there but i'm um, um, as you know it's sometimes it's it's hard being consistent isn't it when you've got other things going on in your life but um but that's something that I'm I'm working on as well because it's I I it's something that I still struggle with my own mental health at times and still work still working on that so um but yeah um trying to be a bit more consistent with that getting a bit more content out there but I'm always busy on my stories so if you, if you if people want to check out what people go up to in my business then probably Instagram stories is is a good one
0: Oh, uh, it's, like, well, it's like going about the PT side. I'm like this on social media. Um, go through fits and starts with social media and I'm putting loads of stuff on and I can go for ages without. And obviously it's just the way we people communicate these days is through social media. So like we're going about, do you need an SNA of a PT? Because you could do it yourself. I'm going to a stage where I reckon at some stage next year, without a doubt, I'm going to basically pay someone to run my social media. Get, I'll give that. them all the content and get them to do it because it's oh. hard I mean, like you say when you're running a business and you've got a family it's so difficult to do it
1: It is. it is and I've, I've thought about that myself it's just getting to a point where you feel like you can afford that financially yeah. and it's well because there's nothing wrong with that because as as you just said um you know we, we wear a lot of different hats as a peter you know we're a biz- business owner we've got to run a business we're a marketer um we're a trainer a gym. <laughs> nutritionist yeah exactly um so yeah, outsourcing to other people is is cool. And and that's where um I think we can relate to clients as well because you know they've got they're trying to make exercise a regular part of their of their journey and nutrition. So yeah, it's not easy to to get it to, to do it all. So, you know, that's where kind of maybe getting the help of, of a PT or the help of someone that does social media for us is, is there's nothing wrong with that at all.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. As a PT. People are probably employing you for that accountability because they know they need to exercise. We all need to exercise. Some people don't like to exercise, so the only way they're ever going to exercise is by making an appointment Very with good. a personal trainer in whatever. If it's one to one in yoga, Pilates, personal training tends to be in a gym kind of environment doing weights and finding what they like and what they enjoy the most, and having someone that they're accounted to be.
1: Hundred percent. I think. I think. To start, when you first someone first gets started, that's probably one of the most important things because I always say to people when 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 they have when they reach out to me or have a consultation, always like say, "Well done for reaching out," because that is realizing that you need some help or you need you want to make a change, you want to exercise, you want all the benefits from exercise, but you you you're struggling to get going. You know, well done for reaching out and knowing that you know you need just a little bit of help just to get you going. And it might be something that you work with them long term, or it might be just a few months, or three months, six months to get going. But you know, helping them with that accountability to start with, so you can then build it into into your lifestyle is 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 uh, is one of our kind of I think main roles when someone first starts with us. And there's there's nothing wrong with needing that because you know we all need it in different aspects of life. And it's and and recognizing that you need that help is. Is is a positive, I think.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, Adam, thanks very much for your time today. I've really enjoyed doing this with yourself. No,
1: you too, mate. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on, mate. Been a pleasure. No worries, mate. All right, mate. Bye, man.